This story is so interesting. Um, researchers are hoping that llamas will become coronavirus heroes. Llamas, as in the animals. They actually might be become pivotal figures in the fight against the novel coronavirus. Specifically, one llama named Winter, who has been selected by researchers in Belgium to help fight coronavirus. We're joined now by Dr. Xavier Solentz, a molecular virologist at Ghent University and VIB in Belgium and the author of the new study. I'm so excited about this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, Good morning. So what is so special about Winter? She's a four-year-old llama. Why is she special? Well, she's not particularly special in the sense that she's a llama just like any other llama. However, back in 2016, we decided uh, to immunize her, give her a a few jabs of uh, a mixture of uh, spikes. So that's the protrusions of the coronaviruses of SARS and MERS. And we we just looked what would happen and we, we were after special antibodies that llamas can make. Okay, so what makes llamas ideal when you're working in research situations? Yeah, well, so llamas and actually related species such as dromedaires and, and alpacas, they they produce uh, what we could would call normal antibodies, like you would find in other other species, other mammals like humans, uh, mice, rabbits, etc. But next to those normal antibodies, they also make special antibodies, which we call heavy chain only antibodies. They are they are just easier to manipulate. They are simpler in, in shape and, and form. And they are very easy to work with. So they have special types of antibodies that other species don't have. And so these llamas, it's the second set of antibodies that they have that differ from humans. This is where the magic lies. Tell us about how you use these antibodies in the study in hopes of battling coronavirus. Yeah, indeed. So those uh, other type of antibodies are the special ones, the interesting ones. So they are um, peculiar in the sense that they are uh, we can deduce from those antibodies what we call nanobodies, which are even smaller entities and nevertheless can have a very high specificity. They are easy to work. They are very stable. You can produce them in, in yeast and in, in simple systems. And furthermore, um, these uh, since these domains, these antibodies are so small, these nanobodies are, are that small, they can reach sites in, for example, a virus, for example, uh, the COVID-19 virus, which are more difficult to reach for conventional antibodies. So that makes them special, useful, uh, and actually also developable as a drug, which, which we have uh, plans for. So are they basically, um, when you take these antibodies and you, would you inject them into a human, the, these llama antibodies? How does that work? You know, how will you use yeah. this to fight coronavirus in us? Yeah, and that's that's indeed a good point. That that's our plan. So those uh, the entities from the llamas, which which point the target, the, those confine the specificity and the power of, for example, in this case, they can prevent block, can prevent the virus from binding to a cell, so prevent infection. But we would then uh, fuse that particular part of the uh, llama-derived nanobody to a human piece of an antibody, so it would make it a bit more large again, more versatile, and, and more like a conventional antibody, and that particular molecule then could serve, we think will serve um, as a drug, an antibody type kind of antibody that could be given, for example, to uh, to people who are infected with, with COVID-19, uh, give a passive immunity that way. 
So it basically it's injected into your body and it it neutralizes the virus. And you're finding that it is successful these antibodies in neutralizing uh, coronavirus. Yeah, absolutely. That that's the point. So by preventing infection, you 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 basically also stop the virus even in an infected person. But that has to be shown. It has to be proven yet. But in an infected person, you could imagine that a second round of infection will, will be blocked, that the virus will be attacked by those antibodies and, and cleaned, cleared from, from, the, uh, from the patient. Um, so there's actually a precedent for that in, in the sense that there's an antibody on the market which is injected also, and it's actually injected intramuscularly to prevent infection. In that case, it's a preventive measure against another respiratory virus uh, in children, the respiratory in situ virus. So that's on the market. That's an antibody that really protects children from uh, or prevents hospitalization of children, which otherwise could be very, become very sick due to that um, other virus. So we believe prophylactically um, its use could be there, um, important for COVID-19, and also as a therapy for patients who are probably in the early stage after infection. So precedent has been set, and this is a, a prophylactic approach, as you said. It's not a cure. Um, so well, the treatment, yep. Sorry, so, so we, we do, we do believe it could be used for both, for both oh, really? and therapeutic use. So the therapeutic use, it would come in the first place because that's where the highest demand still is for the moment. Um, and, uh, but then also you might imagine that, for example, in, in a community where people are, some people are infected and other people are being at risk of becoming infected, that you then, uh, prophylactically also uh, try to protect the people who are in, in contact who or who might have been exposed already without being uh, symptomatic with the uh, dead antibody. Right. So you're taking antibodies that already, let me see if I got this straight, because I mean, it is, it is a complex uh, situation that you're um, putting it forth here. But in, instead of, you know, coming up with the vaccine, uh, and injecting that into people, what you do is mm. you c- get the Lama antibody, and you ex- you uh, which is already uh, effective at fighting coronavirus. You uh, somehow fuse it to a human uh, antibody, place it in the humans, and I know I'm making this very simplistic, but I'm just trying to see if I've got this. Place it in the humans, and therefore you don't need a vaccine. This would work like a vaccine, although it's not necessarily a vaccine, you're injecting into your body antibodies that could fight coronavirus. Yeah, I think you have it completely right, actually. So um, it is not a... <laughs> so a conventional vaccine, and there are many efforts to, to make vaccines, which, which are very uh, important to, to develop as well. But, but the vaccine, you, you want to then in, immunize a person who is healthy, typically, and mm-hmm. in that person, you hope to get a reaction that that um, later on can, can can fight the virus, can prevent the virus from infecting. So it takes time for the um, people to develop such an immunity. It takes a week, 10 days, perhaps we need two vaccinations that, that, that has to be looked at. With an, what we call a passive immunization, a passive vaccination, that's when you bring in an antibody, for example, a long-derived antibody that can block uh, the virus, prevent the virus from infecting. On the very same, after the injection, a couple of hours later, the antibody diffuses into the system and can, hopefully will, uh, be ready there in, uh, in for a few days, maybe weeks, and, and be protective against the virus. That Amazing. Is, so you're skipping a stage, basically. 
Yeah, although the complexity is a bit on the forehand, you want you have to produce those antibodies mm-hmm. in a reactor and then purify it. And for a vaccine, kinds of vaccine, you let the body, the immune system of the person do the job. But again, it takes time, and, and uh, you're not always sure that all people will have a good response against the vaccine, the powerful response. With the antibody, you know, I give a dose, this amount of, of milligrams of, of the antibody, for example, and you, you can you can hope for protection and hopefully see that. Okay, you mentioned it would, the, the effects wouldn't be permanent. It, it'll last a month or two, and then you would get additional uh, injections. Is that correct? Yeah, so what, what is in the... Uh, Perhaps the downside of that kind of uh, approach is that you would uh, get protection, hope for protection that would probably last 10 days, maybe maybe two weeks, because the antibody eventually would, would wash out from the system. That's a natural process that all antibodies have, um, but they are in circulation. Um, so you would uh, have to back with another shot maybe two weeks later, or in the meantime, you are... The, the patient has uh, is cured from the infection because his own or her own immune system has has been helped in, in a way that it now conquers the virus altogether. Alternatively, you could imagine that you bring in the antibody and then um, by the time there's an infection or or when the when your antibody wanes out, you come as with a vaccine that might not have been ready or you come with a other measure that that helps the patient. So it, it gives you time. Immediate protection, mm-hmm. which can be crucial in, in certain occasions. Okay, I can't be the only one wondering this, Dr. Solens. How quickly uh, till we see you using these lemma antibodies on mass? Yeah, that that's a very important question, of course, and everybody would like to see this going forward uh, very soon and fast. So our we are talking to uh, pharmaceutical partners who can produce the antibody, and that that's that's really doable. It's it's. Uh, a simple molecule to produce, uh, relatively simple to produce. Um, we hope our estimates are the by the end of the year. Um, some some colleagues or, or uh, competitive uh, part, uh, parties are working with conventional antibodies to actually more or less try to achieve the same the same uh, passive immunity. And some pro- some of them they propose even. The, that they would be able to go into patients already in July or in humans already in July, uh, early in summer. We are more conservative because, yeah, we, we know the rules. But, I mean, we, we, we know that. You want to get it right. Uh, you want to get it right. I, I right. understand that. And, yeah. and I, uh, I unfortunately, am at the, I, I'm not even kidding, at the end of my show, but I couldn't think of a better guest to wrap the show with. Dr. Xavier uh, Solans, I want to thank you for your time and, uh, wish you great speed with this project involving the llamas and the fight for um, finding a cure to coronavirus. Thank you so much for your time.